0: ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Gilmore is about to come on and absolutely rock the house. And specifically, we're talking to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. And I'm looking at this awesome flyer that we got over here and specifically Rachel. uh, It says success is not a process, but what she's going to be talking about actually today is this adventure, this adventure uh, that we get to create in our life. So you definitely want to stay tuned to that. It's going to be a lot of fun, definitely. And she's going to have a ton of wisdom in all her retreats and just transforming people's lives that she has uh, really created in her reality. Uh, And I just want to acknowledge you for becoming your greatest possible self. Anything I could do to support you, whether that's launching your own podcast, coming to our uh, retreat that we're hosting in November. The Bali flow and fire is a link in the description. Um, I want to support you and I want to keep growing together. So keep shining, keep doing your GPS. Okay. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week, let's see who it's by. Because I love these. I love these reviews. I love when people go in and share like what they're getting out of the marathon. And uh, Stephanie Zito says, inspiring podcast. I love Chris's mission and attitude towards life. Again, a lot of great tips for self-development and running my business through this content. So Stephanie, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, what we're going to dive into uh, in this conversation is that that greatness, that attitude of life. How do you look at life? How do you really step into your power and uh, be your greatest possible self? So, thank you so much, Stephanie. If you want to give us a review or subscribe to the podcast, go to beergpscom forward slash iTunes, and you could subscribe there. You can give us a review and also whatever podcast platform you listen on. There's a lot of different ones. Uh, so, just thank you for tuning in, and uh, definitely stay tuned for for future interviews. We release a new episode just about every day, okay? So I appreciate you being here. I'm gonna introduce Rachel in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, because uh, this woman is just such a bright light and doing doing great things in the world. Uh, so stay all the way through till the end of the interview. Like, I always remind you of that, because one idea really has the power to change everything for you, and I want you to get that idea. So let's introduce Rachel, and we'll bring her on. Rachel Gilmore is an international speaker, author, and transformational travel mentor. Rachel founded Earth and Soul Adventures, helping people discover the truth of who they are, their life's purpose on a transformational travel adventures, on transformational travel adventures. She's also the founder of Empowering Entrepreneurs that helps heart-centered entrepreneurs achieve clarity on how to take their gifts to the world in the most impactful way. And we are blessed to have Rachel with us here today. Rachel, are you ready to rock the house, one?
1: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. We're live on becoming your greatest possible self, and uh, I'm ready to experience some some freedom, some transformation together. And you've been on the show before. It was almost two years ago. I was like thinking, like, oh my gosh, it's been so long. And so I'm I'm so grateful to have you back on. I'm sure there's been so much uh, evolution and growth, and and like new things that have happened in your life. Uh, but just to kick off the conversation, I'd love to hear your perspective on a life of greatness. What does that concept Mean to you a life of greatness?
2: Oh, you know what? You know what? The first thing I'm going to say is what? It's like waking up when you wake up. Mm. <laughs> uh, waking up without an alarm clock. Yeah. Um, you know, booking a flight to anywhere in the world you want to go, whatever you want Freedom. to. Freedom. Uh, it's it's different for everybody. You know, what's my definition of greatness is different than somebody else's. Mm. I love to sleep until I wake Mm. up, because that's when I'm the
0: happiest, and I love to travel, so there you go. I love it, but Petia, my girlfriend, she's the same way, She like, just, I want to wake up without an alarm clock, like, that is my, you know, my zone of happiness, just waking up in the best vibration, the best, best energy, Um, so I love that, and also the freedom to go where you want, and do what you want, whenever you want, like, I think that's the, the contrast for me was like the corporate environment and being told what to do and going and getting a job and like school and stuff. So I'm sure you had some similar contrast on your journey uh, that really helped to shape you into who you are today and why you stand for freedom, why you stand for people's uh, transformation, Rachel. So I I love that. And just to catch our audience up, why don't you share a little bit more uh, about what you're doing, uh, transforming people's lives and, and all that you're all that you're up to these days?
2: Yeah, well, you know what's really cool is whenever um, you just said, like it's been two years since I've been on, and I was thinking about what was happening two years ago when I was on, mm. and we were talking about my upcoming travels that I was going to be doing.
1: Yeah. So
2: 2018, I had the opportunity to travel. I think I hit like 13 countries in 2018. Wow. Um, And that totally totally like I was already at this great right place you know where I was coaching and teaching and speaking and doing all these things and that just catapulted me to a whole new level of being um, where I don't even I, like if I went back and watched that interview I probably would not even recognize the Rachel <laughs> from two years ago um, because I'm such a different person yeah. and you know I, was, I went from coaching and during the time that I was traveling to those mm-hmm. different countries, I was coaching the whole time. So each country that I was in, I just, you know, would uh, adjust the time accordingly, mm-hmm. make sure I had good Wi-Fi and I was coaching from all over the place. Wow. And one day I get off of a coaching call, I think I was in um, Thailand, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I'm having such a transformational experience here myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like that this client I just got the phone with. They need to be here with me because she was telling me about you know the breakthroughs we just had on the call. Like she had these massive breakthroughs. I remember specifically one of the breakthroughs she had. And then she's like, I'm like, okay, so what are you gonna do when you get off the call? And she's like, well, I have to go do this. And she started listing up the things she had to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like I need you to sit and integrate all of these things, these breakthroughs, and I, you know. And so it's like here I am where I'm away. And I have the opportunity to get out the phone call clients and I get to dive deep into, you know, my transformation and journaling and all the things that I was doing. And I was like, this, I need my clients to be here with me. So I started doing a lot of research and I was doing research on my own self. Like every day, what was I experiencing as I was traveling? What fears were, was I overcoming? What, um, what, Comfort zones. Where I was, I learning to get comfortable in those little, little things, but that I that were massive at the same time. And so I I started getting this call. Like you've got to develop something where you take people outside of their comfort zones, Mm. and you can help them reprogram their subconscious mind when they're away from triggers, from sights, smells, sounds, Mm. kids, dogs, partners. Um, work away from routine, away from distractions, then we can dive deep into these subconscious things and we can begin to reprogram it without mm-hmm. all those distractions and routine. Yeah. And it was like light bulb moments. And the more that I just like let my mind organically develop this process, the clearer I got on the vision that I actually wanted to bring to light. So for me, it was not just about a retreat. It mm-hmm. was about an adventure that I could take people away from their life and and really dive deep in the playing like yes. an adventure like yes. getting outside your comfort zone and playing is where the magic happens right we mm. always talk about like what brings you joy and so um, I just did it I just put together my first adventure it was in Bali mm. uh, last October and I took a group there for 10 days and it not only changed their life it changed my life even more mm. so here I you know, so then I, I um formed Earth and Soul Adventures with the process of taking people around the earth on adventures to find the truth of who they are, what they're here to do, and then develop the mindset that's necessary to bring that to light in the most impactful way.
0: I love it. I love it. This is so awesome. And it's like for me so relevant because like we're doing this Bali retreat in November. So I want to hear from you. Like what what did you how did you transform saying, hey, I'm going to do this this 10 day retreat in Bali? Like what was it like before you even started? And then as you evolved into that and doing it as well as there and then after there's like so many beautiful phases of doing something like this. Let's start from the beginning when you made that decision. What was that like? And what did you Uh, what did you really have to step into as the best version of yourself?
2: Yeah. So, right. It was like, it was like, okay, I went to Bali by myself. Right. right Right. and overcame all these fears and did all this traveling by myself and i know that there's a lot of people doing it right now so you know perhaps some it doesn't seem scary but it kind of was for me to be honest um and then i was like okay i'm going to take clients there and like Mm. you know the the natural mind wants to be like well you know think about all these scenarios and here's the crazy thing right and i'm sure you you've experienced this other people start saying, why would you do your first event in Bali? Why would you not do it close to home?
1: You know? yeah. like, what, if this
2: happens? what if that happens? Or like, And you know what I just decided? I just used all of my skills, like mm. visualization, mm. like power positive thinking, like it's going to be perfect. Everybody's going to make their flights. Everybody's going to get picked up the airport perfectly. Like mm. I just visualized. And so what I had to do was discipline my mind when it wanted to go into those what ifs. Right. Nope. Like, because I knew that I was in such alignment and that that was exactly what I was supposed to be doing at that time, like the fear dissipated that there would be any problems because I knew it was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. So I knew that everything was going to go right and it did, you know, but... But that didn't stop the thoughts from coming in. What if? So the discipline was: whenever they come in, just know that you're operating from alignment. Mm. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I have such peace about this. Like everything down to the details, the people who went and the way that everything worked was just so smooth. I couldn't have asked for anything better, and it set the really the bar really high right then for moving forward. That's um awesome. That's so awesome. that was kind of the beginning. The beginning was me disciplining my mind and knowing that if I just stayed in alignment mm-hmm. that it was all going to work out perfectly no matter what.
0: Uh, no I'm matter curious. What. This is this is perfect. I love that because like we're creating our reality. You really got to have a mirror saying Okay, I've gotten all this transformation, I have all these tools, all this coaching that I've done, now how do I actually live it when stepping into a whole new realm? You'd gone to Bali on your own, you'd experienced it, you'd confronted some some challenges and got into that uncomfortable zone. Now when you're taking other people into doing that, like what new uncomfortable zones come up? So I love that you use the tools, you use the visualization, and I think that's that's so important. I think a lot of people uh, overstep what they already know and how can we apply that to where we're at right now kind of pretending or just not being present with hey what are the skills the resources the training that i've already gotten and how do i apply that into my current goal or vision or whatever we're going towards um so i love that and before we go into like like right before the event and what was going on then and how you stepped in there and then at the event i want to ask about um the participants Knowing what you know now, um, what is some wisdom that you can share with uh, being a participant at a retreat? Like, what would you say to someone who's like maybe on the fence or thinking about going to a retreat that you experienced and like really stepped into in that first uh, you know phase of inviting them to Bali? You
2: know, what I think for the participant, the biggest thing is, is going with Not just an open mind, but an open heart and a willingness to experience whatever you experience, knowing it's exactly what you need, knowing that whatever you experience, whether it is a delayed flight or whether it's a problem, like it doesn't matter because you've got you you know that you've been called to this for a reason like mm-hmm. if you feel a calling you have to trust that and, and, and everything we do like this whole journey of entrepreneurship and the things we're doing becoming successful is like following those little leadings right saying yes to the little callings and then know that whatever comes up is exactly what you need to experience Mm. so so many people go into it thinking I'm going to have this transformational experience they already set these expectations but then a challenge comes up Mm. and they actually like they get frustrated about it and they miss the opportunity to have the transformational experience that that small thing might have Mm. so I always do calls with my clients ahead of time like you know what everything that you experience I need you to journal it. I just think about it Perhaps you need to call me and let's process through it. But, mm-hmm. but you've got to understand that whatever you experience is part of this experience. Um, and that was huge. That mm-hmm. was really, really powerful because things are going to come up. You know, yep. you may have to wait in line. You may, your luggage, could get. I mean, there's a bazillion things, right? And we don't want to go into those. But mm-hmm. if they were to happen, then that is part of your experience. And we could go into what can you learn from that. So it's really opening your mind, opening your heart, opening yourself up to trusting that whatever happens is exactly what you need to experience.
0: Mm. Mm, I love it. And you know, what's what's coming to my mind, Rachel, is like for the people who are like on the fence, one way that we could add add value, and you may have already done this, but um, to kind of do like a, a webinar or a training on how do you like trust life? How do you flow with life? How do you surrender to life and like whatever happens and kind of get people into that mindset before they even have said, yes, I'm going to the retreat. You know, they might feel a call. They might feel a pull and like to just remind them, hey, when stuff comes up, how do you how do you handle that? So that could be Kind of like a, a good value add as a, uh, a retreat provider, saying, "Hey, I want to want to add value to you. I want to train you to be more resilient, more resourceful, your greatest possible self. And let's use this retreat as a, a like an amazing example of what comes up for you. How do you how do you respond? And so we can like really uh, pace them into that future reality of even just being at the retreat. And I think that would be a cool cool thing to do. It's a it just came to me. Great idea.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea, actually." <laughs> because take that step, yeah. right? We're automatically going to be met with some resistance because it's already outside of what our brain recognizes as comfortable. Mm. So the minute we say yes, we're it's inevitable, oh. right? So we've got to we've got to have the foreknowledge that that's going to come up, and having somebody like you and somebody like me who can hold their hand through that process and be like. Just trust that this is happening for you yes. and not to you. Yes. So that's a really powerful piece.
0: That's awesome. I love it. So let's uh, fast forward to like right before the retreat. Uh, what was happening then? What was your focus? Or you can just jump to into the retreat, whatever you prefer. But let's talk about like what was some some growth edges for you being right before at the retreat?
2: Um, well, I think because I'm a little bit of a... Well, let me say this I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like everything to be just. Um, so I had sent out um, some like homework, if you will, playwork yep. um, for them to do leading up to the retreat. And two of the ladies actually sent me back saying, Actually, I plan on doing that on the plane. And I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wanted to read this before. Like, yeah. I want, you know. Um, so there was some people who didn't do the work that I gave them to do prior to going. And so I wasn't able to, like, have full enough, because, like, there was um, one girl, for example, she showed up in Bali and I'd never met her or never had a conversation with her prior to her showing up in Bali. So like, I didn't know any back and And I wanted to have some knowledge of each of the people who were coming so that I knew how to yeah. best serve them and right. what to do. So I created all that in advance. But mm-hmm. anyway, so that was for me. That was for me, like letting go and just trusting, okay, this is all going to go the way. Like I had to kind of rework the way I was had to begin it because mm-hmm. I didn't know them. Um, So that was a little bit of a challenge for me. And then getting there, you know, perhaps the biggest thing that I struggled with is I had created an itinerary. You know, we were there for 10 days. Um, I had events scheduled. I had drivers scheduled for us. Like I had the whole thing lined out. I knew where we were going, what we were doing on each day. I had our morning transformational set from this time to this time. Um, the the resort wanted to change some of those times due to some other things that they had going on at the resort. Yeah. Um, so okay, I tweaked with that, and then like two day, two or three days in, like I noticed that we weren't on schedule. <laughs> like <laughs> we were staying longer at breakfast, yeah, or like, like you know. And so I just, I actually were sitting around dinner one night, and I said, "I'm just gonna full transparency. I'm gonna say like." I would actually like some feedback because this is my first event like this. How do you guys feel like it's going? Because we're off schedule and I'm actually going back to my room at night and I'm like a little bit stressed because we're off schedule. Mm. And they're like, oh my gosh, like it's so perfect. Like, so that put me at ease. And then I realized, you know, I just got to be in the flow when I'm going to do the same thing I'm asking them to do. I got to trust that the way that this is working out is the way Uh, It should be. And perhaps that was one of the biggest lessons I learned was that even though I had this strict itinerary, Mm. you know, and then one day one of our drivers was late because we were on Bali time. to take us, I think, to the waterfall we were going to or something. So, you know, it was just like, it was just being present in the moment and experiencing what we were experiencing and not being so rigid at sticking to the schedule and just trusting that we were going to accomplish everything we needed to accomplish. So one day we were supposed to go to like these water temples and we just scratched it. We just Mm -hmm. didn't even go. We just took the day and we stayed at the resort and we had some massages and things. And then I got to do some deeper diving. So like in the end, it all worked out. Perfectly, but initially I was a little bit like,
1: I'm
2: not on, I'm not on schedule. Mm -hmm. And as the leader, I felt like I needed to rein everything back in and control it. But Mm -hmm. that's, that was a big lesson for me because that's kind of a lesson I needed to learn in all areas of my life to not control, but just be in the flow.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible. Um, how did you like best facilitate the attendees having the best experience possible? Like what, what, what did you keep present for you? What did you keep in mind? Like you're flexible with your plan and your curriculum, but what did you do to make sure that the attendees were really getting the most out of the experience?
2: You know, it was it was pretty obvious, actually, you know, just based on the conversations we were having, even yeah. the conversations in the vehicles when we were going places because I didn't, and this is why I don't really call it a retreat. It's more like um, I call them adventures because yeah. we do go out on adventures. We're not staying in the same place all day working. So I would get feedback from them um, and they would make little comments and and I would overhear them saying things, you know, Mm. and like the day that we did go to the waterfall, like there was this big swing, that swing out over the waterfall. And like there was a couple of girls who were scared to death to do it, but because everybody else was doing it, they felt empowered to do it and we cheered them on and they did it. And then like on the ride back home, they were like. You know, I would have never done that by myself, or, or I would have never done that if I was here with my partner or my spouse or like, you know, so basically I knew, and then I had a whole process of so coming back in the evenings, we would go back over the day and what, what perspective shifts that we had, like I that was all part of my program. So I knew in the evening, as long as they were having perspective shifts or facing their fears or getting uncomfortable and whatever, I knew that that they were getting what they came for. So I had like a way of daily monitoring that in the evenings with our evening sessions. But um, just overhearing, you could just feel the energy, just could feel the vibe. And I just trusted that um, and just knew that they were getting exactly what they needed.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like really just listening, being in tune with what people are, are saying, like being willing to pivot is, is essential. And if someone goes in too attached, too rigid to what they think is, is going to be the best way to deliver the best experience for the attendee, then that's usually what would detract from that happening. It's like really to be present with people and ask them, hey, what do you want to experience? At the very beginning, what do you want to experience? And then on a daily basis, Hey, how's it going? What are you experiencing? What's coming up for you? How could we make it even better? Or what, what else would make this just like the best trip possible, best experience, best adventure possible? And, and just checking in with them and caring what is their feedback because they they can direct things. You know, if, if there's like a majority of people saying, oh, I want to do this, then we get to be flexible as leaders and say, how do we facilitate the best experience and, and be willing to, to evolve as the as days go on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: So good. So good. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, So after the retreat, like what did you learn? What were some key um, keys that really you either learned or made sure that you did after the retreat or at the end of the retreat to to like solidify the experience, make it the best, um, you know, adventure possible?
2: Yeah, so um, basically, you know, one of the things that we scratched at the end was Mm. so that we had, we did have time to kind of dive deep and do some integration. Mm. Um, I think the closing ceremony was really super powerful. And next time, uh, well, in in the last events I've done, I've made that significantly longer Mm. because I think that that's like a big Powerful time of integration, yeah. um, and then just asking them to be still. One of the things that I highly encourage, if somebody goes somewhere like Bali, that they have a day or two when they get back from their trip, that they don't have to rush right back into to work life because the, the processing takes time. Even from this this trip I just did last month to um, Colorado, where I did that big hike, I needed time to integrate mm. and process everything that I've been learning. And they are integrating there, but there's a processing that happens. And so just giving people that time and that space to do that, Mm. um, and then making sure that I'm staying connected with them afterwards. Like that was so vital to me because any time that you have a breakthrough, And you get back home, like the first thing that's happened is is your your brain is immediately going to take you back into old habits and patterns. And my job was to make sure that whatever you committed to, whatever decisions you made, whatever you did on that trip, that we are going to hold strong the minute you walk back in that door and you're not going to fall back into old patterns. So perhaps my my job was harder when they got back because then I had to be like, there and available and hold that space for them to reach out to me if they needed to because I know that that's where the real challenges happen is when you get back home um so I think moving forward and especially after that trip was like when you get home please don't go back to work the next day like give yourself a day or two um where we can have some time to kind of okay now that you're back home you know, what is coming up in your brain that you're struggling with or that you're having challenges with? Or you, what do you want to say? Oh, that was silly. I did that when I was playing and having fun. But now that I'm home, it doesn't make sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, people need to understand that um, there needs to be time for integration and processing. And whoever's guiding them has got to be there to be able to hold their hand and, and help them remember the commitments they made when they were on the church.
0: Yeah, because there's probably going to be some changes that need to happen in the environment for them to continue with whatever the new being, the new identity that they stepped into in Bali. It's like, hey, I'm courageous. You know, I'm I'm committed to my health. I'm committed to aliveness. So just going and doing the same routine, like something has to change. So probably talking at the retreat what's coming to me is talking at the retreat and saying, when you get home, what do you think some challenges might be? that has been the status quo, that has been what has been going on, so to speak, uh, in your life, and how will you address those? How will you handle those? How will you show up resourcefully and powerfully to those uh, and kind of give them the, the mental awareness of what they might do in those, those uh, situations?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I had one girl come back and completely redid her whole office, wow. just completely redid her whole thing, you know, did everything new. Mm-hmm. Um, put some new stuff in there. I got rid of small stuff. Another girl completely did the same thing in her whole apartment. She mm-hmm. had to rearrange and get rid of a bunch of stuff. It's because you've cleaned out all of this energy in yourself. Mm-hmm. You had to go home and do the same thing in your space. So finding out what you said exactly, you know, what does it look like when you get back home? What needs to change at home in order for you to be able to stay in the vibration that you're in right now?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Powerful. So after let's say a month, two months, three months um what did you see was different about your life after facilitating that adventure for 10 days in bali how did your life change like you know looking back a month or a couple months after the uh, the adventure
2: well you know what's interesting is like when i travel i'm super high vibe right yeah. like flying high like <laughs> i'm like so Yep. <laughs> and then uh, then you come home and you realize, like, oh, this is this is reality. I'm not traveling. Mm. And I actually would get like soul sick. i <laughs> like, mm. I need to travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened pretty much all of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I would come home, because that's what I did, like, I would be gone for like six weeks at so a time. I'd come home for like six weeks and get for six weeks. And uh, I would just be like, um, okay, I need to find a way to hold this space mm. so that I can live in this all the time. because I the first time I came back from um, while well, I was in Southeast Asia, like I almost was depressed, wow. to be honest. Yeah. and I think it was because like I was vibing so high and then I came back. You know, so my goal was to find a way to hold that vibe, to Mm. hold that feeling of euphoric joy. Like, and I know that you understand what I'm saying, right? I want to find a way to not fall so deep, Mm. Um, because let's you know, the reality is we have to come back home at some point. Um, So what I found is that each time that I would travel, like maybe that euphoric high was now a little bit more stabilized. Mm. Um, And then when I came home, it was a little bit more stabilized. So Mm. what I tried to do was when I was traveling, um, just notice and be aware of where I felt different there and how I could bring those same principles back and apply them here in Charlotte. And I'll just give you one small example. Mm. One example is, um, so I'm traveling a lot. um, Okay, from like Bali, I went over to Lombok and you have to take a Mm. boat. From from Bali over to Lombok, and I had my backpack because I'm staying there for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which was heavy, probably 35 pounds, and I've got like a backpack on my front because it's gone for six weeks, and a backpack on my back, wow. and it's like in the 90s, super hot. You're waiting for both. Some, one time I had to wait like an hour. There's people coming trying to sell you stuff. There's a lot of lines. It's it's you know what I mean. Yeah. Hot. You're carrying this heavy bag, and I just was like. Uh, (laughs) this is so amazing and in that moment I realized wow how powerful is it that I'm actually able to stay really peaceful and very zen and very happy Mm -hmm. in the midst of like what at home would be chaotic for me right and so then I come back home and my air conditioner goes out in my car and uh I call my mechanic. I'm like, hey, I'm my air conditioning. He's like, yeah, I can get you in like two days. I'm like, "Wait, well, i have to drive two days without AC in my car. <laughs> and then it just comes to my mind. It just came like this. Mm. Hey, remember when you were in Bali and it was like in the 90s and you were carrying this heavy backpack and you were like standing in lines for like an hour and hot and sweaty, so wet and mm. people everywhere. I was like, oh. I can have that same peaceful then feeling here. And so then I started integrating it into all areas of my life. And so now, based on what I experienced there, I'm able to experience that here all the time. So it actually, when I say traveling changed my life, it like literally did change my life. Mm. Because now I can keep that same vibe, here no matter what i'm experiencing it's available to me at any time hmm. so it keeps those you know roller coasters or less of low lows or high highs it's yeah. more like stable so if you travel with the intention of that like i'm going to be put under pressure how am i going to handle it and if i handle it really well when i'm traveling i can actually handle it really well when i get back home
0: yeah that's, that's gold. Um, so I, I love that you share that, hey, what, what, is, what comes up in my mind? What's my mental state? What is my being? How do I show up in those moments that m- normally back in reality, quote unquote, would be like just horrendous and I'd be annoyed and pissed off and angry and frustrated. But because I am having this this blissful experience, this adventure, this zen-like state being in, in living my dreams, right? Like we are living, you are living your dream of serving people people uh getting paid to do what you love traveling the world like it was it was just awesome you know you're living the living your dream your greatest possible self how do we bring that back into the present moment so the more that you got uh, attuned so to speak to that frequency to that being of just being in peace no matter where you are you said wait a second i don't need to be dependent on the circumstances when i finally quote unquote get there to the mountaintop of living my dream and being in bali I can bring that state and that peace and that being to each and every moment. And I think that's powerful to recognize how, how powerful you are as the creator of your reality, not depending on anything outside of you to generate that, but you you said, hey, I just I get to flip on the switch whenever I want. I think that's that's like total power. It's greatness right there
2: right yes exactly and when you when you embody that right because that's what we all want to attain like that's Mm. what we want to get to right and it's like we 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 keep being given situations to practice Mm. that perhaps we don't recognize that we've actually been given these situations to practice and that Mm. goes back to what i said in the beginning about like for your clients who are going to travel like know that whatever comes up is the opportunity for you to practice whatever you say you want to embody yeah. you know so if you want say you want to embody joy mm-hmm. all the time or mm-hmm. happiness all the time these situations are going to rise for your practice yeah. because you don't embody unless you practice right you can't become the best until you practice it over and over and over so anyways that was just one of the greatest things for me is i noticed like now i embody more naturally, instead of like having to be a thought, like oh, I could have handled that better. It's almost like now a default, like mm. it's sound just who I am, and so I feel like I'm staying in that vibe more and more and more. And then if we want to talk about the law of attraction, it's always coming to me. Like things come to me, and I, sometimes I'm like, oh my god! And I have some people say to me like, oh my gosh, how these amazing things happen? Like they just do. But I think it's a commitment to practicing until you embody and then when you embody just amazingness just happens to you all day every day (laughs) yeah i
0: love it i love it so um what after the bali retreat what happened in you know preparing and planning for your next experience your next adventure your next retreat like what what was that process like you'd already done one um so what what happens in preparing for the next one
2: Well, I think there was a lot more comfortable, like, right. I got the first one and and I was like a little more flexible, a little bit more like stay in the flow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, it was like understanding who the next people were going on the next trip Mm -hmm. Um, because I have a tendency like in my past to want to be a people pleaser. Right, Mm I want to make everybody happy and when you have a group of people you're not always going to make people happy so I just had to preface like who oh, going to go with the flow and so I really like put emphasis on the last trip I was kind of rigid but this you know I'm going to so I'm going to be a little bit more on the flow and that helped so 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 much because the next trip I did I had one I had a couple that I knew her she had she had been a client of mine actually for a couple of years and uh and I knew her personality yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, she's going to have to go with the flow. Mm. But no, it was easier to create and put together because those fears weren't there. Mm. Um, it was a beautiful experience and each one has just been the same way. It's like, um, you become more confident, and and you know the transformations are going to happen, mm. even if they don't happen the way that you think that they're going to happen. You know that they're going to happen, so I just kind of let go without trying to control so much. Just got really clear on you know what the mission was, what they wanted to get out of it, and mm. just went and really with the focus of like having fun. Let's go on an adventure. Let's have fun, and it, and a transformation is is. Guaranteed to happen if we're if we're having fun and we're facing our fears and getting outside of our comfort zone. So those are big things to me that, ha- that happen on every adventure. They've got to get outside of their comfort zone. They've got to face their fear, and the transformations take care of themselves.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: I love it. I love it. This is great. Um, what would you say is something that you focus on when filling a uh, retreat or an adventure? What's what are how do you like really? generate the the best attendees um you know have it be fun for you as a a retreat provider um like what is what is your process or your mindset or your being going into filling a retreat and getting the right attendees there
2: um well i think it goes back to identifying who your ideal client is mm. right when you know who your ideal client is you're speaking you're writing your content your sales copy whatever it is that you're doing to that specific client Mm -hmm. and so it's not going to be attractive to somebody it's not attractive to so being really clear on who i wanted to attract gave me the language to express what was going to happen for the right people to come so i never once worried about am i going to attract somebody who's not going to be a good fit for this trip Mm -hmm. um and then I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in um, visualizing yes. and holding the safe space for the right people. And I think mm. always the first person who signs up kind of sets the, the tone for the trip. And I don't know why I actually think that, but that's what I think. Um, and it's been true so far. The first mm. person to sign up, they're like the energy of the group is kind of going to be on them, which wow. is so cool. Because anyways, I'm not going to give you that story. But yeah, it's just holding it. <laughs> Putting a, a visualization of who you want to show up, what you want to happen, what do you want the energy to be like, mm-hmm. and um, and then speaking to your ideal client, speaking to them, and they're just going to show up.
0: Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And did you did you have specific people in mind when you were like doing the visualization, or did you mainly like feel into the energy? Um, did you have a persona for the ideal client? Uh, how did how did you work on like specificity or working with energy or details?
2: Yeah, all of it all of the about yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was getting really clear on who I wanted it was visualizing them it was um, yeah feeling into the energy that I wanted to already be there mm. you know here's the thing I, I these things that these adventures I'm doing they're not for depressed anxiety stressed <laughs> out people they're for people who could Raise their hand and said, I am here to make a difference on the planet and I want to elevate myself to the place where I can do that in the most impactful way. Mm. So those people already have an energy about them, right? They are just looking for these little subconscious belief systems that are still sitting back there that they they don't have the awareness from yet. You know, so when we go out and we do an adventure and they face their fear and I hear their language, especially, like this is so important if you guys grasp this, this is, this is so much gold right here. When you're faced with a difficult situation, when you're faced with a fear, when you're faced with doing something uncomfortable, and you're good at what you can do, and you're with the client, and they're facing their fears, their language will tell you everything you need to know about what their subconscious belief systems are. So if you are skilled at listening and hearing and picking up on these little cues, then I can take a client and I can put them in a situation where they're going on this adventure and they're about to get outside of their comfort zone and they start talking because they're going to start talking, right? Mm -hmm. It's natural. When we get in fear, we start. We start talking. So then I can be like. Okay, this is this little this is what's going on in the subconscious mind, bring it to their awareness, and then we can practice changing that. Like what is your truth? And this fear is not your truth. So we can change everything so I'm looking for these people who are like I know that I still have a subconscious belief system that's not serving me otherwise I'd already be where I want to be right like and they have to have that awareness mm. because if they think they've already arrived they're not my ideal client either I haven't, I haven't arrived I'm mm. practicing every single day and I need a coach to tell me when I say these things mm-hmm. that are not in alignment with where I want to be right yeah. so I think that that's really all a coach is right is to bring to your awareness the, the subconscious places that are in alignment with where you say you want to be. So that's my job. And when I have held in my mind that those people are going to come and they're going to see those awarenesses and they're going to shift them, that's going to change their life forever. Then those are the people who show up. So it's just about me having a really clear understanding of who I want, what I want to happen. And those are the people that show up every time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really kind of amazing.
1: That's beautiful. I love it,
0: Rachel. This Sorry, is great. I just went
2: on. No, it's great. There. Like
0: unleash. I want you unleashing in this conversation. It's great. Um, for some reason, I, I thought about social media and your relationship with social media, how you utilize it, leverage it as a tool, as a coach uh, and a retreat provider. I'm curious, what has happened since doing these retreats in your relationship with and around social media?
2: Hmm. Interesting. You know, that's a really good question because I, I had a video done um, before the first volley retreat, kind of advertising it. I had a video done afterwards um, for social media use. And I, the more that I travel, the less I actually want to be on social media. I understand it's a really valuable platform to connect with people of the world. And I'm so grateful for it. Like mm-hmm. I love you, Facebook. Thank you so much for providing us this free platform to do it. Like I love, yeah. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's like, I am more in, um, this is, this is, thank you for asking this question yeah, because yeah. perhaps it's one that I struggle with a little bit. I am practicing letting go of the thought that I need to be on social media. Mm. No. Like let me just show up as my true authentic self. Let me be more vulnerable. Let me just connect people who follow me, they already know what I'm doing, right? They've already seen it. I've put it out there. Um if for me, it's about just showing up in, in a more authentic space because that's the journey that I'm on. Um, social media is amazing, and I think it's really important to share what you're doing, but it's not the end-all be-all for me. It's, it's not social media. I do a lot of in-person networking. Um, I go to a lot of events. I'm a big event go. You know, I want to go to events because I want to mm-hmm. meet people in person. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but I think for social media, I'm not so rigid on pushing, 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 advertising, advertising, advertising. I just um I'll just share mm-hmm. authentically and trust mm-hmm. that um everything is going to work up. Yeah. I don't know if that's the It's great, it's great. <laughs> what I what I hear <laughs> what I hear is
0: that's social Social media is a platform for uh, practicing your authentic being, number one, um, and it's not so much about pushing and using to market the, the event and saying, get to my event, get to my event, and, like being that kind of rah-rah, you got to like salesy kind of energy, uh, but you just like trust, you tap into the energy, you visualize, you align, whatever inspired conversations come up, whoever you meet at live events, like that stuff and, and the relationships you've already built, the people who you love talking to and chatting checking in on and seeing how they're doing. And like you think about, uh, then that's like the natural, easy, where's my energy connecting to today. You kind of take it on a, on a day by day basis, uh, is what I, what I'm hearing is like, what feels good, who feels good. Um, how can I step into this vision and serve people in the process even more today?
1: Yeah.
2: Because when I was trying to create and control, yeah, like it, it was putting me in an energy I wasn't comfortable being in mm-hmm. I felt like I was almost being pulled out of alignment or out of joy a little bit it was like I need to you know do this or I need to do this video or I need, it, it, because I was comparing to what people are doing and I was like oh, this is not working for me like this is I'm doing everything I just practice doing you know so I'm just um yeah I'm just for me, it's what feels right for me is just I post according to how I'm inspired. I never pre-plan posts. I never pre-plan. I'm I, I can't do it. I just need to be authentic. I need to be vulnerable and I need to come from inspiration. And if I feel inspired, I'll share. And quite honestly, if I don't feel inspired, I I'm not sharing. Mm. So, but that's because of the space that I'm in right now where I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I know I'm like divinely protected and taken care of and provided for. And there's enough abundance in the world for all of us. And like, I'm just in this space right now. So I know the right people come to me when they're ready, when we're in alignment. Um, And my job is just for me to stay in alignment and share authentically.
0: Mm, It's beautiful. Rachel, how has your vision for your life evolved after doing these retreats and having these uh, experiences and adventures?
2: Well, if I look back to just a couple of years ago when I first started coaching, right? It was like, um, I'm a visionary. So I have a tendency to have really big visions and I envision speaking on stages all over the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and then as things have have happened and then I start traveling all over the world and actually my vision coming true and then even more with adding in the adventures, which I didn't see before. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, whatever we... Who who is it? Help me out here. Um, There's there's a very wise man, like um, who said, "Whatever the mind can see and achieve, can wait." What is it? Napoleon Hill. Whatever
0: whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve, or something like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something like that. Thank you. It was. I could I could see it, but my mind was working too fast. Um, It's like yes. Uh, So. Like, that vision that I had, it's like, how much bigger could it be? Mm. Like, what actually could it be? So it's forced me to see, like, okay, I had this vision, and and now I've achieved it. And now I need to have a bigger vision. So um, even tomorrow, I'm hosting a live event, and um, we're doing a Come As You'll Be party. Mm. And it's, who do you want to be in five years? And so I've been really looking at How can I... Who am I going to be in five years? And this vision is so big. It's like, whoa. But then I just look back and go, well, five years ago, I didn't, you know, I had a vision and I didn't even know I'd be like today. I'm bigger than I thought I would be five years ago, if that makes sense. Yeah. In terms of like what I've done and accomplished. So it's just, um, it's about always. Um, looking back where you came from how far you've come and not looking at anybody else but you like I know where I came from and so if I stay in my own lane and I look at where I'm going then I can create anything so for me that was a really big struggle for me Um, I did the comparison thing for so so long and that comes from some programming from childhood where I never I never compared to my siblings, who were like A plus students, National Honor Society, and I was like the D student, right? They were just passing like, out of school. So I've always had this comparison issue. Mm. So I know that that's a trigger for me, and I still have to watch it. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why I take stand on what I do on social media. So, like you, understanding yourself and knowing who you are and knowing what your triggers are, as long as you're in your lane mm. and you have a vision for where you're going, then that's all that matters.
0: Mm. Amen. I love it. I want to ask a question about relationships. How would you say that doing adventures has impacted your relationships,
1: both personal and professional, whichever you want to share about, how has it made a difference? Well, traveling has changed me so much. Mm. Um, in terms of I'll use my 18 year old daughter, for example, um,
2: you know, when you're in airports and you're seeing people get angry because they miss flights and you're just sitting there calm, you know, it puts things into perspective because there was once a time in my life where I was an angry, um, controlling, um, very strict and very rigid mom, you know? And as I've changed, um You know, initially, when I started this process of changing, which it's been over a period of the last six or seven years, my 18 year old now would be like, she would push me and push me and push me because she'd want to trigger me back to the old way that I was because that's what her that's what was safe for her brain, you know, and so now that I have embodied this new way of being it's actually changing her and it's changed our relationship and she no longer needs to push those buttons because she knows that she can push and push and push all day long and I stay calm. And I think that unless we've been put in situations where we get to practice those, then we don't embody that We talked about that a minute ago. So my relationship with my 18-year-old daughter specifically has changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate humanity in general so much more. Mm. They say that traveling eradicates racism and absolutely 100%, I believe it. I'm mm. much more open-minded. I'm much more empathetic and compassionate. I I see humanity in a whole different way as a result of traveling to some of these places, third world countries. Um, so I'm going to say it's improved my relationship with um, all of humanity. And perhaps the biggest one is my 18-year-old daughter.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay. So, um, why don't we share with our audience, like what you got coming up that you're most excited about so they can, you know, stay connected with you on the journey. They can come to one of your upcoming retreats. What are you going to be working on in the coming months?
2: So I, um, I have joined, um, the transformational travel council, Okay. TTC, And um, I am getting ready to complete a certification program through them right now. And one of the things that I have to do to complete is I have to craft... A transformational travel adventure that goes through everything that they've taught us through this program mm-hmm. okay um, and so I'm not going to go into details but I'm working on right now putting together the mother of all adventures <laughs> um, and it's not released yet so I can't tell you any details but it's going to be like the most this first of all the transformational travel console if you're not familiar with them check them out they're absolutely amazing they're goal is to change the world through traveling um, everything that I have experienced and has become as a person they want everybody to experience so um, the next adventure that I put out there when I do put it out there in the next week or two is going to be absolutely life changing for whoever embarks on this journey um, and my website you can, you'll be able to find it on there um, when I post it um, but that and then um, also So this group I'm doing, Empowering Entrepreneurs, is providing a space for speakers to to speak and help other um, entrepreneurs gain clarity and grow and become their their greatest self, like you always say. So I have a lot of things in the work. I'm definitely not sitting still. I've got lots of things moving around and I'm really excited about um, where my future is going and definitely is travel and adventures is a huge part. And I'm going to keep shouting from the rooftops Mm. um, that people need to go on adventures if you're really ready to catapult to the next level.
0: Yeah, I love it. I want to uh, talk to the entrepreneurs, especially in these the final moments here. Um, what is there any other wisdom that you'd want to just share with them or things you want to reiterate about something we've talked about already for entrepreneurs, especially to be their greatest possible selves, to live a life of greatness?
2: Yeah, you know what? I think perhaps the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now in some of the clients that I'm working with is that... Um, There's a lot of people who are in a space of struggle, whether it be um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, it doesn't matter. Um, And and I see where sometimes when people get in that space, they want to throw in the towel Hmm. because they think that um, they're not good enough or prepared enough to be able to help other people and I just want to say where you are right now in this very second is exactly where you're supposed to be Mm. and if you're practicing watching your thoughts and you're practicing um shifting them to your truth your truth then you're exactly where you need to be and you're in this situation because this is the exact situation that is going to that's providing the opportunity to practice Mm. you know and when we start to believe our truth then we start to realize that we're limitless beings and we can do anything. And so you can be and do and have anything, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be today. Honor the spot that you were at today because it is perfect for you right now.
0: Wow. I love it. I love it, Rachel. And um, just to give our audience clarity on your coaching, when they work with you, like what, what do they experience? Who's like a, a great person, great type of person to work with you. Can you tell us just a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I really have two types of people I work with. I have, the first one is that somebody who is perhaps in a nine to five and they're ready to make the jump into entrepreneurship okay. and uh, they don't know how or what or who or what. I've owned businesses for 17 years now, many different types of businesses. I love businesses. And so I dive deep into um Really helping people discover the truth of who they are because then that's when they can kind of discover their purpose. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know what your gifts are, it's really hard to say uh, I'm living in my purpose. Um, and so I take them through a whole entire program. I do a lot of inner child work because that's so important for understanding mm-hmm. your programming because we need to reprogram as an NLP practitioner I'm big on reprogramming the subconscious mind mm-hmm. um, so that's a huge part of it and the other type of person I work with is an entrepreneur who is maybe achieved a great level of success but have lost themselves maybe mm-hmm. their health is not great their relationships aren't great whatever the case may be um, we've got to get you back to the truth of who you are we got to get you back to a place where you're living your greatest life where you're experiencing the freedom and the joy and the peace of all all of the things that are available to all of us. So people, my perfect client is somebody who raises their hand and says, um, I'm here to make a difference in the world. I'm here to impact humanity or serve humanity in a greater way. Um, that's it. I, it doesn't really, nothing else really matters. If you want to be your greatest self so that you can impact humanity in a greater capacity, mm-hmm. then that's who I want.
0: Amen. I love it. And anyone who is feeling the call, feeling the pull to have a conversation with Rachel, to work with Rachel, to find out more, definitely do that. I've just seen her consistently show up over the years that I've known you, Rachel, and just like pour your heart out, serve people, be authentic, be a force of of love, of, you know, enlightenment, this journey of enlightenment, sharing what you're going through, as well as uh, invite others to go through that with you and really make a big difference for them. So I just want to recap how people can get a hold of you. I think on Facebook, it's facebook.com com forward slash Rachel Gilmore speaker and also your website www.earthandsouladventures.com. Is there anywhere else you want people to go or things you want people to know about Rachel? Uh,
2: I'm on Instagram at earth and soul adventures And um, I just started a podcast recently, which is Dare to Adventure. So come listen to the podcast. It's all about um, Daring to Adventure. And if anybody has been on an adventure and has transformed your life, I would love to interview you on my podcast too
0: amazing. I love it. I love it. Rachel, you are a rock star, girl. Keep up the heat. Keep up the epic love that you're shining into your life and everyone around you's lives. I'm excited to hear about this next transformational adventure, the mother of all adventures. It's going to be awesome. So uh, let's definitely keep in touch. However, I can support you with that. Just keep me posted and uh, you're you're just an amazing human being. So thank you so much for sharing with our audience and uh, sharing your time, your precious gifts, your value, your light. I appreciate you
2: thank you thanks chris i appreciate you too you're amazing keep doing what you're doing too and i'm so excited for your bali trip oh my gosh can't wait to hear about that
0: yes uh, i'm (laughs) gonna gonna share about i'm gonna shout (laughs) from the roof yes i'm gonna shout from the rooftops all about it so rachel thank you and have an amazing rest of your day and we'll talk soon okay Bye. from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.